A couple days ago, I did a segment talking about how these riots across the country were pre-planned by extremist groups. There was a video that went viral showing a young man finding a big stack of bricks outside of a courthouse, and there was no construction anywhere in sight. He said, this is a setup. We now have many more instances of activists finding big stacks of bricks in areas where protests are planned. And in response to this, various jurisdictions are calling this out, saying they have seen evidence that extremist groups, likely anarchists, which I think is wrong, but we'll get to that, have been planning this and dropping off weapons and gasoline and other objects they can use to incite violence and cause maximum damage. But outside of the speculation, the calls for investigations, we actually have a video now. A black woman holding a brick walks up to a car, knocks on the window and says, why did you give this brick to young black men? They can get in trouble. The activists inside or whatever you want to call them apologize. And it's a bunch of young white Antifa looking extremists who take back the brick. So this is the best evidence we have so far of far left extremists going around giving weapons to people to incite violence. It doesn't prove that all the bricks were laid out by Antifa. But I'll tell you this. They tried blaming the far right. But I have been around many of these far left extremists. I have seen them plan just these things. They talk about getting vans, loading them up with bricks, driving up in the wee hours of the morning and planting them. And now we have some evidence to suggest it. But more than that, numerous jurisdictions. We got New York, Minnesota, Chicago, Kansas City, it looks like, all saying they have found weapons and riot materials littered throughout their cities. Well, now Trump is getting tough. On a call with various governors, he said he wants to see these these riots dominated. And Bill Barr is stepping in and will be going after Antifa. We've already gotten a perp walk in Nashville. They arrested someone and they propped him up for a photograph. We are, they are going to come after each and every one of these people who's engaged in this behavior. One guy in Portland punted a man's face full force while he lie unconscious on the ground. And now his face is all over the internet. These people don't seem to realize this is not a game. And in law enforcement will come for you. They have your face on camera that you're not getting away with any of this. It's just a matter of time. Chicago is calling for an investigation into who organized this, and they're going to be able to track the money down. So let's take a look at what's happening. And we'll start with the New York Police Department saying unnamed groups had planned the violence in advance. And I'll show you all the other jurisdictions, and then we'll talk about what this means for law enforcement. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com slash donate if you'd like to support my work. There are several ways you can give, but the best thing you can do is share this video. Now, this more than ever, I think people need to know that this is being planned out. Let me remind you, in Washington, D.C., just the other day, this video goes viral. A man was seen breaking up the sidewalk with a hammer and the peaceful protesters stopped him and handed him over to the police because the real protesters don't want this. It's these weird far leftist insurrectionists who want to incite the violence as a pretext for some kind of rebellion. And they have a lot of allies in the media. And there's, there's a lot of viral posts. Now, I'll be, I'll be honest, it's hard to know who the activists are and who the insurrectionists are, because that's the point. They specifically say to these groups and organizing these Antifa groups, you can't let them know you're actually Antifa. You have to make them think you're something else, maybe like Black Lives Matter. So anyway, the point there is, I think it's important people know about these various jurisdictions calling this out. You can share the video. It really does help. Or just hit the like button, subscribe, notification bell to get more videos like this. And let's let's actually get to the hard news here. 
NYPD official says unnamed groups planned protest violence in advance from NBC New York. They say uh, New York's top terrorism official says there's evidence that members of anarchist groups from outside the city intentionally planned to incite violence at protests, calling for justice uh, for, for George Floyd. Deputy Commissioner of Intelligence and Counterterror John Miller said there is a high level of confidence within the NYPD that these unnamed groups had organized scouts, medics, and supply routes of rocks, bottles, and accelerants for breakaway groups to commit vandalism and violence. There are strong indicators. They planned for violence in advance using at times encrypted communications, he said. One out of every seven arrests of 686 so far had been people from out of state. He said those arrested came from Massachusetts, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Iowa, Nevada, Virginia, Maryland, Texas, and St. Paul, Minnesota. What are these people from Minnesota doing in New York City? That's a long ways to travel. And what they're saying here, look, I have personally witnessed the people planning things like this long time ago, not this specifically, but I've seen activists talk about leaving jugs of water out so that activists who get dehydrated can drink the water. There's a viral video right now showing a bunch of police destroying water bottles and the left wing activists are outraged saying the police are looting. How could they destroy water? They're destroying the water because it's used by activists to rehydrate as they riot. It is pre-planned. Now, I, I think maybe it does go too far because everybody needs water, regardless of if they're rioting or not. We don't want anyone to die. But they're setting up resources throughout the city so they can maximize the damage they do. And that being said, I'm not surprised the police would actually take the water. But there's more. You see, Minnesota had said that they believed outside influences, either foreign or domestic, were manipulating these protests. Well, now they take it one step further. Public Safety Commissioner reports caches of incendiaries, flammable materials found in areas of Metro. The Minnesota Department of Public Safety Commissioner John Harrington reported Sunday evening that law enforcement officers have located incendiary and flammable materials that have been cached in the Metro area, Metro, as protests continue in the reaction to the death of George Floyd. According to Harrington, a number of the caches were found in areas where fires had previously been set. I want to stop right here because I've done a video on this and it got a couple hundred thousand views. But I did a video earlier in the morning about this being organized insurrection. It got substantially more views. And I want to make sure this is included in, in these developments. In the Bay Area, two federal officers were shot. One was killed. A white van pulled up a panel that they opened the side panel door with a rifle, shot at both of them, killing one of them. This is shocking. It's shocking evidence of organization beyond just some young people. Now I know we have the video of young people handing out bricks, but these are just the useful idiots who think they're playing some fantasy game. Their faces are on camera. They are going to go to prison. Some young woman drove up in New York with a Molotov cocktail. Her and some guy, two lawyers, they're, go they're getting federal charges. They're going to prison. This is not a game. These young, dumb people don't realize what's really going on. And they're going to spend they're going to spend a very long time behind bars because of it. But take a look at this one. Minneapolis police. Well, this is kind of what we just saw. Incendiary materials and accelerants like water bottles full of gasoline have been found hidden in the bushes and throughout neighborhoods in Minneapolis. If you find or see anything, please call 911. Chicago, quote, there is no doubt this was an organized effort. The mayor says she sees strong evidence to that effect, and she's seeking federal help to determine who did what. KC police, we have learned of and discovered stashes of bricks and rocks in and around the plaza and Westport to be used during a riot. 
If you see anything like this, you can text 911 and let us know so we can remove them. This keeps everyone safe and allows your voice to continue to be heard. Donald Trump recently posted this video. Perhaps the most egregious video. It's going viral. And this dude is in a world of trouble. We don't really know what's happening in this video, but this is direct evidence that there are people with cash funding what's happening on these streets. Now, now I, I got to be careful here. You got to be very careful with this. This man is seen presumably handing out money. It's hard to know for sure because of the man blocking him. But you can see here, it looks like he's closing his wallet, putting it in his pocket. And he says something about getting whatever you can get. And then he says, we got three picnic tables over here. The left has said this man was simply trying to buy water and supplies to, and, and food and things like that so that people are healthy and safe. And that's fair. However, conservatives have said it's evidence that they're either paying the protest to engage in this behavior, the protesters or the rioters, or they're funding them in any capacity. And so I'll stop right there. Regardless of whether or not this man is being paid to riot, Donald Trump says, anarchists, we see you. I'm going to address that after this. Regardless of what the intent was, it appears we have what looks like a far left activist providing cash to another man. In the end, what does it really mean? Somebody gave someone money. Do they know each other? Are they buddies? Was he saying, go pick up some pizzas for us? We really, really don't know. But I often say this. It doesn't really matter what you what what is true in these situations. And that's what's really scary. It matters what people think. And the president has just posted this video in which people believe activists at the very least are providing cash resources to the rioters in any capacity. Like I mentioned, the water. Yeah, people need water, man. I don't like the idea of cops dumping out water and destroying it because I don't want to see, I don't want to see people dehydrated no matter who they are. I want, I, want, I want everybody to be safe. Yeah, and that means even the bad people. Look, when you're in war and you've got an enemy combatant and they're injured, you provide first aid to them. It's because people are, you know, they're not trying to be evil, but you get real problems then. These guys have access to resources and funding through whoever these people are. But I don't want to speculate on what this video is. He mentioned something about going and getting whatever it is you can. I don't know what that means. But in the end, Trump, Trump supporters, conservatives will view this in a very negative light. When you take this video into consideration with all the other statements made by the police, it does not look good. Now, I want to make sure I address what they're saying about anarchists. These people are not anarchists. They are not. Oh, sure. Some of them will draw the anarchist A on the side of buildings, but these people are not anarchists. Antifa is a direct reference to a historical group that had connections to the Communist Party of Germany. Anybody who seeks to use violence to enforce their ideology is inherently not an anarchist. Anarchy means without authority. That's the actual root of the word. So I want to make sure that's clear. Anarchists on the right are all about free trade and and laissez-faire capitalism. And real anarchists on the left are sitting in the jungles doing hippie dances. Not this. Of course, there can be an overlap because the far left is the far left. But let's make that clear. Many of these people might claim to be anarchists, but I don't think it's fair to the actual hippies sitting on a farm eating watermelon and the anarcho-capitalists that you call them as such. Let's be fair to the people who actually don't believe in authority and they might, and they don't like Donald Trump either, but they also don't believe in attacking people. What we're seeing from Antia is violent authoritarianism. The idea that they can use force to, to, to make you, to bend you to their will. That is authority. That is you saying you have the authority over them, that you determine what is right 
instead of having a conversation about it. These people are not anarchists. But take a look at these photos. This is from conservative realist. I can't confirm these photos. I can't confirm these photos. I've seen many people posting them, but it is going viral. And it looks similar to a lot of what we've seen before. It says, Frisco, Texas. There have been groups organizing protests in Frisco for 5 p.m. this evening. All of a sudden, this shows up on the path of the protest. You want to tell me this is not planned and organized now? In this photo, we can see a stack of bricks. For what? There's nothing around. And people have been pointing out there are bricks just all over the place. What is this? Just some cones and some bricks just just placed right there. Some people have said, oh, well, maybe it's from after construction. that They've left them there. No, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Here's a tweet from Shu on head who says, so what's up with the conveniently placed pile of bricks? Is this a video game? Here's the first video we saw a few days ago where this guy says this is a setup. Here's another another photograph. Who is setting up the bricks? No construction going on in these areas, but pallets of bricks in cities across the country ready to throw, just popping up everywhere. Someone has to be looking into this, right? There's just a big old stack of bricks. You know what? Here's another one where they pull apart these construction barriers, stack of bricks. Maybe, maybe we can make some argument that it's the far right, knowing they can set up the activists so that they'll grab the bricks and use them. And then the far right can say, gotcha. I mean, that's not Occam's razor, right? The simple solution is the far left wants to riot and the far left wants bricks when they riot. So, and that, you know, and that being said, I know many far leftists who have talked about things like this over the past decade, when I've seen all the, from all the Occupy stuff that I covered, all the on the ground protests I've covered, I've seen them talking about doing this, but it doesn't matter. We got, we got video evidence, a little bit, very, very little bit. Take a look at this. This tweet says, thank you to this woman. This woman right here, she walks up with a brick. Let me, let me see if I can, I can, I can play so you can see what's going on. She's holding a brick in her hand. She hands it back to the people. And she's yelling at them saying, why are you giving bricks to young black men? They're going to get in trouble for this. Think about the logic behind what is going on with these people in this vehicle. Let's see if I can try and get a better shot of who they are. You can clearly see young white people wearing masks. They're apologizing. Oh, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. You can hear the young, young woman in the back saying she's sorry. Let's think, about that. think about that logic for a second. I do think it's funny that a lot of people said these people were white supremacists because well, you got to call it like you see it, right? What do you call a group of white people placing weapons and bricks in poor and black neighborhoods and gasoline so that poor areas get burnt down? White people organizing protests in poor areas, showing up and burning things down. I get it. I get it. They're not by the literal definition white supremacists, but they're certain they, they may as well be you know, they can say whatever they want. I mean, actions speak louder than words. This woman caught them giving out bricks. Now, here's the thing. We don't see her giving the, the red car, giving out the bricks. This could be staged. Honestly, I have no idea. It's very hard to confirm this. We just have a video of this woman walking up to the car with a brick in her hand and saying, why are you giving young black men bricks? And the act, the Antifa looking type saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And taking the brick back. Based on this, who should I assume is laying bricks out across these cities, laying gasoline? Well, the far left, man, come on. It's not playing any games. Well, the New York Times plays some games because they act like they're stupid. Officials see extremist groups, disinformation and protests. They talk about bots on Twitter. They talk about how disinformation is being spread. They talk about organized efforts from the far left, but they also talk about organized efforts from the far right. And come on, man. They're, 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 look, for years, 
They put up all these videos talking about the far right boogeyman we all to be scared of. Yeah, well, when the riots came down, it wasn't the far right. It was a bunch of far leftists leading the charge. It was Antifa leading the charge. It was left wing activists providing the cash. In this, they try and talk about disinformation campaigns, but they also talk about the Boogaloo Boys. Others have seen evidence of right wing extremists. J.J. McNabb, a fellow at George Washington University's program on extremism, has been monitoring chatter about the protests among anti-government extremists. She has access to dozens of private Facebook groups for followers of the loosely organized Boogaloo movement, which uses an 80s movie sequel as a code word for our second civil war. So that's what they think. She says they want to co-opt them in order to start their war. They see themselves as being on the side of the protesters and that the protesters themselves are useful in causing anarchy. I hate they use anarchy all the time. It just means without authority. That's not what these people are fighting for. Some of them maybe, but most of them know. But you can see that they're going to try and paint it as whatever. Well, Bill Barr is deploying federal riot teams to DC and Miami to quell unrest, according to the DOJ. And Donald Trump has come out, come out and straight up said it. He slams the government governors as weak and urges the crackdown on riots. What did the AP say? protests? Oh, spare me. You know what they do? That's why they do it. For the longest time, the media has been calling these things protests. No, 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 no. Hold on. Everybody's been happy with the protests and everybody's been happy when the police respect them. In Flint, Michigan, the sheriff took his helmet off and they marched together. He said, let's make it a parade. Heartwarming. In DC, the protesters, the the legal First Amendment people protesting stopped Antifa. What we don't like are the cops who are going up to the protest and starting violence. And what we don't like are the rioters going up to cops and starting the violence. These are the problems. So yes, some of the, some of these departments and these cops are to blame. And some of these riot and, and all of the rioters, really, when it comes to the, the, the craziness, a lot of the cops you see reacting the way they are is because of the rioters. But the media has been calling them protesters. Why? That way, when Trump said, you've got to arrest these people. They would keep saying protester. And now it sounds like Trump is saying the grieving people he supported only a couple days ago need to be crushed and arrested. That's the power of language. Trump's clearly talking about the rioters. Come on. But they're going to say protester because, well, they're scared of the rioters. And it really is that simple. This is the challenge that I have with many of these uh, far left activists, even the peaceful ones. Okay, you're allowed to peacefully protest. But the issue is the peaceful protesters provide cover for the extremists. It's not the fault of the peaceful protesters. They're allowed to do it. It's the fault of the extremists. But then the media uses the protesters as cover. The media is scared that the rioters and the extremists will come for them. And they have. So what do they do? They beg they beg and they pander. And then they do this. Trump said, most of you are weak. You have to arrest people. The president urged the governors to deploy the National Guard, which he credited for helping calm the situation Sunday night in Minneapolis. He demanded that similarly tough measures be taken in cities that also experienced a spasm of violence, like New York, Philadelphia, and Los Angeles. You've got to arrest people. You have to track people. You have to put them in jail for 10 years and you'll never see this stuff again, said Trump. We're doing it in Washington, D.C. We're going to do something that people haven't seen before. Yeah, it's called a perp walk. You want to see what a perp walk looks like? First, take a look at this story from the Daily News. Woman identified by sources as Brooklyn lawyer 
accused of tossing Molotov cocktail at NYPD cruiser, used Bud Light bottle for incendiary device. Well, there's the photo. Somebody caught her. This was seemingly a normal woman. How she was radicalized, I don't know. Probably Facebook, not YouTube, because YouTube tends to be against this kind of stuff, no matter who it's coming from. And I mean the YouTubers, all of them. All the political commentary people are like, this is, okay, 99% of them. But now this, this seemingly regular lawyer decided for some stupid reason to show up with a Molotov cocktail. Guess what? Now her face gets to go everywhere. 10 years, Trump says. Oh, come on. She's facing multiple felonies. Take a look at this lawyer. They arrested him. They caught them. Here's another story. These two young women tried lighting a Molotov and throwing it at an NYPD vehicle. Why? Your face is now plastered all over the internet. You see, perp walks existed at a time when we didn't have the internet. So you'd see the cops walk them out. And it was a publicity stunt often. So people could see who these people were when they were getting arrested. Well, now we get to see your photos all over social media. These people, these two women actually had their charges reduced, which I think is insane. They, they tried throwing a Molotov at an NYPD vehicle. They were initially charged with attempted murder. But we got some legit perp walks. Here's one. Metro Nashville. Specialized Investigations Division detectives and SWAT officers moments ago arrested Wesley Summers, 25, on charges of felony arson, vandalism, and disorderly conduct for setting a fire to Nashville's historic courthouse Saturday night. They will find you. What do these people think? They're stupid young people who've spent too much time watching stupid news and being radicalized by far leftists to be used as pawns in their weird insurgency. Some of these people are the organizers themselves. But it is a known fact, I should say, probably not to enough people, that these, these anti-fascist groups infiltrate regular protests and designate people who are their useful idiots. That's why they leave bricks around randomly. They want you to use them to provide them with cover for the insane things they plan on doing, like going to the Bay Area and firing out of a van at federal officers. What do you think comes next after that? That's why these people are now getting arrested. I feel bad for a lot of them. They're just dumb kids. They really are. Andy No caught these two guys. You see this man laying on the ground? This man laying on the ground was going to be kicked. And these guys, well, there's their faces. That's the face of the men who did it. So maybe, maybe Trump is right. You got to come after these people. You got to strike. You, you, you got to put them in jail for 10 years. Look, man. I don't know what the right thing to do is, but I will tell you, if you engage in this behavior, if you hurt innocent people, then eventually they will find you. They'll come to your house. What did you think was going to happen? You ever see Fight Club? Reminds me of that scene when they bring in Robert Polson to the table from that disastrous moment. And he says, you're running around trying to blow things up. What did you think was going to happen? These kids, man, you know what? I'll tell you, some people have said, I think it was Trump mentioned, uh, or he quoted someone from Fox that we saw a lot of this early on from Occupy Wall Street. But I'll tell you what, man, these kids being arrested 25, he was 15 years old. He was 16 years old on Occupy Wall Street happened. He has no idea what's going on. None of these people do. Look at these two young, these two young women. How old is she? 27. She was just a teenager. She was 17 or 18 when Occupy was going on. She had no idea what was happening around her. Well, now they've thrown their lives away. This won't end pretty for anybody. But I'll, I'll wrap it up with this. 
The evidence is here, man. I mean, this stuff is pre-planned. Call it what you want. I'll leave it there. Stick around. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. YouTube.com slash Timcast News. And I'll see you all then. The photo you are seeing as I open this video is a picture of the White House with the lights shut out. Now, I've been told, many people have said, the reason they do this is so they can see better as the protests around the White House and fire is set to historic landmarks. St. John's Church, a famous historical landmark, was set ablaze last night. Fortunately, the fire was put out this morning. The D.C. mayor surveyed the damage. But you didn't click this video because of what's going on at the White House. While I think it's important to talk about what's happening to our country as a whole, you need to pay attention to what's happening at the individual level to understand what's, what's, what's happening now and what's going to happen, which is why I bring you to the next tweet. Cassandra Fairbanks, who is a journalist. I don't really know how to describe Cassandra. She writes for the Gateway Pundit, so I guess you can call her conservative. She said, people just showed up at my house where I'm alone with my nine-year-old daughter and fired gunshots and fireworks at my house. After my address was posted online while I was receiving hundreds of death threats for three days, I caught the tail end when I hung up on 911 because they said they didn't know when they could get there because of the protests. F you people. They were banging on my windows, shooting and lighting off fireworks. Lucky I couldn't see them from my window or they would be dead. Cassandra was armed, fortunately, and she's safe and okay. But let me just stress this. Yesterday, I saw on Twitter somebody, some random Twitter account, had posted her address as well as several other high-profile conservatives I won't name, encouraging people to pay them a visit. I reported all of the tweets. I don't know if they're still uh, up. I'm not going to pull them up for obvious reasons. I didn't think it would happen so soon. And I was talking to some friends, and I said, listen, this is serious. Okay, they're posting addresses. They've threatened me before. You never know when, you know, you, you have to make moves and, 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 and get out or whatever. But now we can see what happens. That day or that night, taking me by surprise, and I'm a relatively cautious person. I did not expect to see this would actually happen last night. You know, like I was saying to my friends, I was like, at some point, they'll show up to someone's house. At some point, this will happen. Well, here it is. It actually did. Let's read some over tweets. She said, police are here. They found like 60 tubes of fireworks or casings. Not sure. All my neighbors are outside telling them what happened. They saw better than I did. She posts photos of the remainder of what is. These are like artillery shell fireworks where they they launch one at a time. These are serious. And she's lucky the house didn't burn down, to be honest. Take a look at this. You've got big ones. You got little ones. This you light and they automatically start firing a volley of, of explosives. She said, wow, I've never pulled a gun out with the intent to shoot like this before. I'm wide awake now. So much for sleep. Now a bunch of cop cars waste their time here instead of ending this S like they should be. One sitting outside my house now still. I'm glad to hear that the police remained outside. I told so many of my friends that I was getting way, way more serious threats than normal this week, which made me want to troll even harder and still does. But everyone was like, oh, just keyboard warriors. They also hacked my Snapchat a few days ago. This lawlessness is ridiculous. I already had some PTSD from things that happened while covering riots, according to my doctor. It's completely effed up my teeth. I developed bruxism immediately after and gave me severe night terrors for a long time. I am getting the F away from cities forever. But you're still not oppressed, riding terrorist scum. If you were, this would be over by now. I, I Look, listen. The White House, this country, the riots, the escalation nothing is stopping it and nothing will. 
They say the unemployment is around 40 million, but very likely to be worse than that. I mean, a lot of these people who are unemployed aren't filing unemployment claims. The numbers we're getting are from people filing unemployment claims. Apparently, I think Pier 1 is going out of business. A lot of uh, high, pro- high, f- high profile brands in the United States have shuttered. Big businesses, not to mention all the little ones. This country is eroding from the inside. And because of this, I believe because of this, people have found a reason, an ideological reason to claim they're angry. Protests like this don't happen when people have jobs. Because of the economic collapse, you get this. And it's a, and, and, and uh, you look, you can argue that people do care about these issues, things like George Floyd. But the question always arises, why is it that protests are worse on the weekends? Because people aren't working or they're out of school. Now that everything's shut down, these people are bored, purposeless. Suicides have gone up, not dramatically like some people would, would argue, but they've gone up. Now I can bring it back from the grassroots, from the individual level to the national level. One dead in Louisville after police and National Guard return fire on protesters. On protesters? I'm sorry, buddy. But we just had a, a, a van pull up to a federal building in, in, in the Bay Area. I believe it was in Oakland. Of the panel door opened and they used a rifle to kill a police officer. And, one of the, and, the, and the other cop died. You want to tell me? Protesters. How about this? If you approach the National Guard and shoot at them, you are not a protester. Well, I don't even know what you would call that, an insurgent? We're not talking about protest. Yet for some reason, the media is absolutely playing that game. You know why? Because they're hedging their bets on who wins. That's how the game is played. But let's walk this back a little bit. We'll read the story, but let's walk this back a little bit. Because I want to talk, I want to tell you about the individual level before we talk about the national level. At a certain point, they'll start going to houses. They'll start going to suburbs. These rioters have already said the suburbs are next. And what do you do? Are you able to protect yourself and your family? I certainly hope you are. We have seen since the start of the pandemic, a lot of liberals understand the importance of owning a gun. And now I've seen many moderates posting about the need to own a gun and the importance of the Second Amendment. I will tell you this, man. When they went to Cassandra's house and started banging on the windows, shooting live ammo at her house and fireworks, you know that she was extremely happy that she had something. And that's made that's given me pause. So I'm taking very serious precautions and I will leave it at that. But when they're willing to come to your house, what does that mean? We can talk about what we can see from afar all day and night, but make no mistake, these fights will not be fought on the frontier. They will not be fought in downtown cities, uh, down the downtown area of your cities. These things spread everywhere. Now it's possible and nay likely in many circumstances, they do remain in urban areas. The other day, however, there were several cities where people left the downtown areas and started spreading out, wreaking havoc because there's nothing left. And that's what the rioters said. There's nothing left here. Why would we stay? The police can't stop them. So the police do what you'd expect the police to do. When rioting gets out of control, the police cannot be expected and are not expected. Oh, actually, I said that people probably think they will save them. But no, let me explain something to you. The government will protect itself. That's it. When these riots got out of hand, when people show up to, in D.C. and they're smashing things, you will find the day when they're b- trying to break down the door to your house. There will be no one to call. You know why? 
because the police will be surrounding their own departments, because the police will be surrounding their own government buildings to protect and maintain the government. Now, they can provide protection from you when people are peaceful, but things are getting way out of hand. When you see this happen, returning fire, that's the escalation, man. Now, I I do want to stop for a quick second and say there have been some hopeful videos in Flint, the police marched with the protesters. In New Jersey, it happened. There's a video of a cop hugging a protester as he cries. There's a video of people grabbing some Antifa guy and as he's smashing up a street and they deliver him to the police. And I saw that and I got hopeful and I thought to myself, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe things are getting better. Maybe maybe we just focus too much on the worst case scenarios. Then St. John, John's Church got set on fire. And that to me was shocking. But you know what else is shocking is this. Sarah Par- Parsec, how do you pronounce her name, made a long Twitter thread with 11,000 tweets, 11,000, describing how to knock down the Washington Monument. This is where we are as a country. This is a mindless virtue signal. But the virtue signals getting out of hand lead to something truly d- disastrous. She thinks it's funny. I don't think, I'll, I'll, I will tell you this. This woman has no idea what comes next. Perhaps if she knew what it was like to have someone show up to your house, she might think twice about encouraging this stuff. You see the video I posted yesterday? Chris Palmer of the NBA saying, ha ha, hoo hoo, rioting, good fun, until they showed up at his house. And then he said, stop, stop, please, no. Don't come to my house. Protest in the poor areas. I, I kid you not. So they came to Santa Monica. Elderly people were beaten. There's a video out of Rochester showing an elderly couple trying to defend their building, their, their small business, fire equipment, Rochester. And they mercilessly beat this old woman. So this is when it affects the individual. Donald Trump tweeted November 3rd. What do you think that means? Joe Biden, his staff has been paying the bail for these people. That is not an exaggeration. They have posted their intent to pay the bail. They've straight up said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They have donated to an organization that pays the bail for these people. How would you feel if your business was destroyed because of the lockdown? The Democratic politicians saying you have to lock it down for the safety of everybody. The food's spoiled. Your restaurant is gone. How would you feel if you owned a hard goods shop, a skateboard shop, for instance, and you thought, well, It's not as bad as the food places because the food places got to restock 20 grand worth of food when they reopen. We have hard goods. They they last forever, right? Then the rioters came and smashed your windows. Several skate shops were looted, totally destroyed. Yeah, it's funny. There were some skateboarders who were posting like solidarity and stuff. And skateboarders aren't the most political, but they were posting in solidarity. And I'm I'm shaking my head because now they're regretting it. And now they're posting, why is this happening? Why is this happening? I'll tell you why it's happening because life comes at you fast. What do you think happens in November when people realize that the same people who told them to shut their businesses down then said, these are great protesters. These are peaceful people grieving. They should have the right to do so. They told you you couldn't have your business. They told you you couldn't work. And then they told the rioters to come on out and play. And then when the rioters got arrested, Joe Biden's campaign bailed them out. How about them apples? In New York, it's going viral that apparently the mayor's daughter was arrested for throwing rocks and bottles at cops. So I hear, I don't have it pulled up, but take a look at this, man. What do we do? What does it mean? 
when a verified professor at um, where is she at? She at UAB. I don't know where that is. Tells people how to knock down the Washington Monument. She says, as an Egyptologist, here's how you knock down an obelisk masquerading as a racist monument. I don't know. And then she says, well, no, don't. Don't actually do it. She even drew a picture of how to do it. She drew a picture of how you topple a racist monument. At a certain point, this is terrorism, right? What do you do? I can tell you a few things, man. Let's read this story. I'll say just real quickly, and then we'll, we'll follow up on this. Martial law police and military. Trump was apparently brought to a bunker. The White House shut its lights down. Apparently, uh, Trump is talking, meeting with, uh, let me see what we got here. Trump is meeting with Bill Barr and the governors after the weekend to figure out what's going to happen. The voices of peaceful, legitimate protests have been hijacked by violent, radical elements. Bill Barr said, he's right. That's why in DC, they grabbed the Antifa guy and delivered him to the cops. And the cops arrested him because nobody wants the complete and total destruction except for these extremists. But they will take advantage of this. So martial law, maybe, or the collapse. Let me remind you, when the, when the people shut to Cassandra's house, they couldn't respond because of the protests. The police had to defend themselves. So she was left on her own. What do you do? They eventually showed up. I'm glad to hear it. And then because of that, they couldn't deal with the protests. There's only so much they can do. We are at the point where they are showing up to people's houses. Now is the time for you to start considering what you will do when this escalates. You should always think about what comes next and your position. You should have a bug out bag, not because the world is ending, not because of conflict or crisis, not because of civil war, because sometimes it floods, because sometimes fire happens. If a fire started in your house right now, what would you do? Do you even have a plan? Have you talked to your family about where to meet them? I don't know if these things will, will get worse. I don't know what's going to happen. But I tell you this, man, global pandemic and international lockdowns, escalations in the South China Sea, escalations in the, in the Persian Gulf, the U.S. sending destroyers to the South China Sea, maybe all normal and fine. Venezuela ramming a cruise ship, trying to commandeer it, sinking their own vessel, mind you. The COVID lockdown in this country, 40 million unemployed, hundreds of thousands of businesses completely shuttered and mass riots across the entire country. <laughs> so what are you planning for? You planning it'll all blow over. You feel free to do whatever you want, man. But what would you rather be? Would you rather be safe, secure, somewhere comfortable, maybe sitting by a lake with a fishing rod? Or would you rather be shaken in your boots in your, in your cubicle apartment with a single can of beans, not knowing what comes next? The people in the cities, man, the cities are where you listen. I got a text message from my friend this morning and he called me a prophet. I thought it was funny. He said, you know, I look at some, you know, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. I don't want to get too much into privacy, but you must be a prophet to that extent. And I laughed and I'm like, no, I just think about what happens after each step. I said this was going to happen and I said it's going to get worse and I absolutely could be wrong. I could be a pessimist. Maybe that's the case. Hopefully that's the case. But I wasn't wrong up until now, which kind of scares me, right? So where do, we, where do we go in a year? Nowhere good. Take a look at this story. NBC News reports from uh, 6.40 a.m. A man was shot dead in the Louisville protest after police officers and the Kennedy National Guard returned fire while clearing a large crowd protest early Monday. Louisville Metro Police Chief Steve Conrad said in a statement that at around 12.15 a.m., his officers and the National Guard were sent to a parking lot to break up a crowd. 
Officers and soldiers began to clear the lot and at some point were shot at. Both LMPD and the National Guard members returned fire. We have one man man, dead at the scene. Conrad did not specify who fired the fatal shot, and authorities have not released information about the victim. Louisville police say they are interviewing several persons of interest and collecting video. The city was under a dusk to dawn curfew on Sunday night into Monday beginning at 9 p.m. Louisville has seen a weekend of protests as the city mourns. Brianna Taylor, 26, a black woman, killed in her home in March by Louisville police who were executing a no-knock warrant targeting her former boyfriend. More than 40 people were arrested Sunday night, the city's fourth consecutive night of demonstrations, according to NBC Louisville affiliate Wave. Last Thursday, seven people were shot in the city during protests that turned violent. Officers were not aware in the, in, in the Thursday shootings, Police Sergeant Lamont Washington said at the time. Caitlin Rust, a reporter for Wave, was on air Friday when she yelled and said she was getting shot at by non-lethal rubber bullets or pepper bullets. Yeah, the police aren't going to just sit around. They're not going to care who you are. When the gunshots come out, the gunshots go back. And these people don't get the game they're playing. You know how many videos I've seen of trucks running people over? Did you see that video of the trucker? I believe it was in California. I'm not sure where. Where the trucker is riding on the highway, the crowd moves, the truck stops, didn't hit anybody, but they dragged the trucker out anyway and beat the crap out of him. And they're posting online that he rammed a crowd of protesters. It just didn't happen. These people have gone nuts. They don't know what's going on. They haven't been paying attention. They're not watching the news. They're not prepared. All they're doing is seeing random tweets. They're hearing conspiracy theories and it's working. So what happens? Here's what I've predicted in the past. Civil war. That's a blanket statement. What does that really mean? I don't know. Conflicts from factions. We saw a video the other day of a gate. It was, it was a residential community and they, several people parked their cars at the front of the community and, and stood there with guns. One man visibly displaying a rifle protecting their neighborhood. Yeah, that's what probably comes next, right? I'm sure many of you live in areas where you've gone and had conversations with your neighbors. If you haven't, maybe you should. I don't know. And you talk about what you do if they, if they come to you. I want to make another point about Cassandra. She doesn't live downtown. She doesn't. It's the suburbs, man. I'm not going to be too specific because of the sensitivity of it, but they're not in downtown anymore. They've spread out. My, my fear is that what, what could potentially happen? The people are going to beg Donald Trump for martial law, something we do not want. We never wanted. And he'll get it. They've called him a fascist and all these things, but they don't realize, as I've warned, the more Antifa comes out, and I, I say that in a broad sense, not the literal Antifa brand itself, engaging in this kind of violence and rioting, the radical far left extremists, the more they actually empower the state. And many experts and national security experts have pointed this out as well. They empower the state because regular people running their fire equipment shop in Rochester, a man seeing his, his elderly wife brutally beaten by protesters. I'm doing air quotes, by the way. They, they, they beg, save us, give us the police, give us something to protect us to stop this. And they're doing it. And that's what, that's what comes next. And then what? Emergency powers? How long do those last? I admit the alternative is worse. Full on civil conflict of some sort. Now, it's not going to start with overt factions. It's going to be roving bands of chaos. But we just saw the National Guard and a cop kill somebody. Fatally shot. Shot him back. People are now going to take this and say they're killing protesters. Donald Trump said when the looting starts, uh, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And it was a warning. Twitter blocked it. Partially. Facebook said, no, it was a warning. People should know the National Guard may, may, may shoot you. 
And then all these leftists said Trump is threatening to shoot protest protesters. Trump said looting. He said when the looting starts, uh, <laughs> starts. He said when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Mixing those words together, it's probably, pr- probably funny enough. But I'm glad uh, some of you probably laughed at that because this is dangerously serious. Absolutely the craziest I've ever seen. So what have you done? Are you preparing? I'm going to wrap this up. Cassandra Fairbanks, in the middle of the night, they shut up to her house. They fired live ammunition at it. They fired fireworks out of these artillery shell things. You can wash it away. You can, you can, you can say it's not a, big, not, a, not a big deal. You can say, well, she's fine. You can say whatever you want. You can say, oh, but not me. Say it. Say, oh, but not me. Just say it over and over again. Fine. And then when it is you, <laughs> who's going to be there to protect you? It's funny to me when people keep telling me it won't happen here. It won't happen here. It won't happen here. There's a story of a, a bank robbery where three is like three men in ski masks with rifles come in the door and the security guard just stands there and does nothing. They walk right up to him and take his gun from him. Later on, he was asked, why didn't you do anything? And he said, I couldn't believe it was actually happening. Yeah, don't make that mistake, I guess. It is actually happening. It is actually happening. I don't know what that happening means. Maybe it stops. Maybe it gets worse. You, you, just, you decide where to place your chips and I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel, and I'll see you all then. A progressive journalist who was tweeting in support of the protests and retweeting someone offering pro bono services to people accused of looting or rioting got a hard wake up call. Life comes at you fast because her outlet was completely destroyed and she had to hide in the basement as the rioters thrashed through it. Journalists right now don't seem to realize there are no special rules for you. You don't get to have free reign of the city when the police are shutting things down. And you don't get to walk around and expect that rioters will leave you alone. There's the, it's mind blowing to me when I hear of these, these ideas that these journalists think they're invisible. They think they're untouchable. They think they can walk around and no one will notice them. There's a scary video going around, man. It shows a small blonde woman with her local news crew. And someone comes up and cracks a bottle over the back of his head. And the, the news crew woman, she starts freaking out. And she looks real young, early 20s, maybe. And then what, the protesters start punching one of the other crewmen in the face. Yeah, you go out into these things. This is what happens. So when I see these people, they just don't get it. Progressive newspaper celebrates protesters. Then they stormed and trashed her office because they don't care about you. Stop playing these stupid games. You will win nothing but stupid prize. I got a couple stories. Let's read this from uh, first from the Post Millennial, editor of Progressive Newspaper, celebrates protesters. Then they stormed and trashed her office. A news editor for a small independent paper was in support of the protest turned riots until they broke into the paper's office, and she had to take cover from looters and vandals in the basement. Lee Trot, uh, Toss, an editor for the Progressive news outlet Indie Week in North Carolina, was stunned to find that protesters turned rioters did not look favorably upon her business when they swept the area. She tweeted out on Saturday saying the crowd is extremely peaceful and groups and many are wearing masks and trying to keep distance. Let's stop right here. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. I think the protests are great. I like the peaceful protests. I loved it in D.C. If you saw this video where there's an Antifa guy hammering away at the ground, peaceful protesters grab him and deliver him to the cops. That was shocking. The protesters have their day. They have their civil disobedience. But they're devolving into riots and the riots are only possible because the protests provide them cover. Now, protests, First Amendment, spot on. Same thing for the journalists. Okay? 
All right. Police are absolutely going after journalists. But I'll tell you what, man, if the police are going to tell a peaceful protest to disperse and the journalists think they can stay there, well, they're sadly mistaken. And so you see all these videos where the journalists are like, why did I get hit by the police? They don't care what or who you are. You're a journalist, you're a protester. They said leave. I was in Ferguson, man, during the Ferguson riots. Funniest thing I've ever seen. Most of the protesters, protesters have dispersed. And the police vehicles driving through the street and they're going, disperse. You must disperse. And there's like 40 or 50 journalists walking backwards taking photographs. I crossed the street. And I, just, I, was, I told the crew, film crew, film, no, film that. That's hilarious. All these journalists, they didn't realize the cops were telling them to disperse. The protesters were gone. And so the journalists were just thinking like, oh, I'm pressed. I can be here. And then the, the cops finally go, media, we're talking to you. <laughs> you need to disperse. So this lady was praising the protest. That's fine. Totally fine. Here's where it gets salty. Take a look at this uh, retweet from her. A man said, I am a criminal defense attorney in Raleigh who can offer free pro bono representation to people arrested in Raleigh protests or accusations of looting, etc." And there it is. She retweeted this. You retweeted a guy who said he was going to rep pro bono people accused of loot- looting. And I'll even, I'm not even going to go as, as hard as the Chris Palmer guy, right? The Chris Palmer guy was like, yay, riots. Oh no, they're rioting here. This is a little different. Everybody deserves their day in court. Everybody deserves their lawyer. But you got to realize, man, that if you're going to come out in defense of these looters, what's going to stop them from looting your business? Did you think you were immune? Did you think you were special? These people seem to think the purge doesn't include them. And that's why they're going out and doing this. I can sit here all day and praise and celebrate and, and promote this. You see people like Justin Timberlake offering up money to bail bail funds for, for the looters and the rioters. I'll tell you what, man, it's only a matter of time before they come to your house too. And then what? We've already seen them start showing up at people's houses. What are you going to do when they show up at your house? You're going to cry and complain? Why? You're the one who freed them. So listen, innocent until proven guilty. I can respect to a certain degree the bail, you know, paying people's bail and supporting them and legal and all that stuff. It's, it's not, it's, it's, listen, it's, you've, you've got to be conscious of this. I got no problem saying these people who are getting arrested, they got to have their day in court. They got to have their lawyers. I got no problem saying if you want to pay their bail, innocent until proven guilty. But when you see these people that through their careers and lives amplify this, this is what triggers me. I have a lot of friends. They're telling people on social media, get active, get involved, get out there. Woo. Posting the emoji fist and all that stuff. That's the problem. It really is the problem. Now they think they're fighting for some noble cause and all that, but this is not about George Floyd anymore. We've seen the peaceful protests. Those are cool. You want to post something on social media? That's fine. It's armchair activism, right? What does it accomplish? I have no idea. But when they tell people to get up and go outside and join this stuff is where you got to be very, very careful. The challenge here is that there's no clear line. I mean, I mean, there's a clear line for like when you get arrested, right? You get caught throwing something. A lot of these people aren't, there's, there's not going to be an investigation or evidence. The cops watched them do it. I don't necessarily trust the cop, trust the cops to do the right thing. But the, 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 the difficult thing here is the protests are actually cool. They, they, they started out great and they've devolved into something else. And at a certain point, you've got to stop providing cover for them. But I'll tell you what, man, let's talk about a rock and a hard place. People have their first amendment rights. I respect that. Cops have been violating this. They absolutely have. Why? Because riots. So what do you do? It's not so easy to just say 
that the police have to clear things out. It's getting dangerous. Oh, but the protests have a First Amendment right. Nah, it's not that easy. Everybody thinks they know who started it, who started what. I don't. I really don't. So all I can really say is expect escalation, okay? Because the cops are going to say they started it. The protesters are going to say the cops started it. And regular people are going to be like, man, it's a little bit of both back and forth. We don't know. So you got to pick one. Who do you pick? Don't look at me. I don't know either. Let's read a little bit more. So, so now that we understand she was posting the bail reform stuff. I'm sorry, the, the pro bono representation for these people. They say it was only a few short hours later that Toss tweeted again about the protests. This time her tone was different. I went into this into the hallway. I heard someone enter the office and what sounded like smashing inside. We are a small newspaper with a handful of desktops. I'm now hiding in the basement. That is not cool at all. Not cool at all. I mean, look, man, I'm not happy about this. I actually think it was really nice that she was happy about these peaceful protests. I actually think it's really nice that she has her own publication. That's the First Amendment. That's what America's founded on. I don't care if you're left or right. You want to have your, your paper. And I absolutely detest those who would stifle free speech. I just think that these people need to be conscious of the ideolo- ideologies they promote. This stuff wouldn't have been possible without the progressive activists fanning the flames for the past several years, defending the looting and rioting over the past several years. When we were in, when I was in Ferguson, I've told this story a million times, the community was defending against it. Young men linking arms to, to protect the local liquor store while they said outside forces were coming in to trash their neighborhood. And these, these progressive outlets defended it. I'm not saying she did. I feel really bad for her. You know what I mean? I just wish these people were aware of what they were promoting. And then on Sunday morning, Toss posted what had become uh, what had become of her office at the hands of the rioters, tweeting, I'm devastated. We're a progressive newspaper. Last night, I was inside when the first brick was thrown. Where did they get the bricks from? Yeah, there's a video going around. Antifa in cars handing out bricks to young black men. It's absolutely disgusting. And then a woman screams at them, how dare you? And gives the brick back. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. These stupid, stupid people, man. These young, stupid, stupid people. You know what, man? Police, I, don't, I can't remember which state it was in. They took a picture of a young man. They, they, they set up a, a shoot. They, they, they went to his house. They arrested him. And they stood him up, took a picture. That's a perp walk. It's a perp walk, baby. You better believe all these people, they're on camera. And no one's going to sit around and just say, it's fine. There was a guy in, in Portland, trying to, uh, a guy with a, an American flag, got dragged into a crowd and, and stomped on and beaten. A guy in a jean jacket tried helping him out. So they chased him down, punted his head. You may have seen the video I did about it. That guy's face is all over the internet. They know who you are, bro. If you can hear this, I hope you're ready for a perp walk because the, 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 the feds, the state, they're coming for you. I mean, it's attempted murder. You can't just do these things and think nothing will happen. But that's what they think. They think they're in a crowd. They'll get away with it. Everyone's wearing masks because of COVID. They say a similar uh, scenario happened with ESPN sports writer Chris Palmer, who encouraged writers to burn down a low-income housing area in Minneapolis. But when they showed up to his place, he did not hold back and referring to the writers as animals. And then he told them, take it to downtown LA. That's, that's the craziest thing, man. That's some Hunger Games level nonsense. Hey, the writing's great so long it's poor on poor, right? That's what he said. No, they'll come for you, dude. They came to Santa Monica. Santa Monica, that's what I was talking about the other day. It's where the rich, that's where a lot of the rich people are. And what did they do? They looted up some stores. Old man saw a woman getting knocked out of her car or whatever and beaten, tried to defend her. So they stomped him up too. They come for everybody. They they do not discriminate. They come for people. They they target some people. You're lucky that this was just, you know, that they were just passing by. 
Maybe they want to come for you specifically in your paper. Several business, uh, Lee, uh, Lee tweeted several businesses with windows smashed into Wilmington Street. All the wreckage from last night was cleaned up this morning. She said, who the F is next? A protester shouts, your daughter, your grandma. That's why we're out here. So listen, she's a progressive paper. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like she's out there promoting what they're doing just because she's reporting on it. That I can't stand. Some journalists tweeted about the White House having its lights turned off. And then I saw people criticizing him like, we're just, just telling you what happened. Calm down. Stop injecting opinions into someone who posts something. She tweeted a comment from one of the rioters. She calls him a protester. Okay, that's fine. Sure, whatever. I got my issues with it, but I like the free speech. She tweeted, it's midnight. The protesters have spread out throughout downtown, evading cops. Some are going around smashing windows and lighting fires. I'm glad she's telling us what's happening, man. Isn't that a good thing? She went on to record, record the late night actions. Not sure why, but dozens of officers just charged at the few remaining protesters. Smoke bombs. She ended the day thanking those who reached out. She said, going through my inbox and DMs as I try to fall asleep. I haven't replied. Just know I am safe and grateful for the support. I'm glad you're okay. 100%. I want your paper back. I hope people, I hope you can, you can recover this. I hope you can get your paper back up. I hope you're allowed to keep those opinions. The opinions for which I probably disagree with a lot of them. This is, this is, this is not, this is, you know what, man? We were dealing with a golden age for a while. These people didn't realize how good they had it. From the Washington Post, the norms have broken down. Shock as journalists are arrested, injured by police while trying to cover the story. You're not special, dude. You're another human being standing in a conflict zone. That means when the bricks come a flying, they don't pick which head they come a flying for. I pulled up in Anaheim uh, years ago. So I, I think eight years ago, man. Wow. Long time ago. We get out of the car and the first thing that happens is a rock. This big flies right past me, hits the ground. They didn't care who we were. They didn't care what they were throwing the rocks at. They're just throwing rocks. Now the police, they can see some of these people are journalists and boy, does it really seem like they want to escalate. There's one video from a vice news reporter. He's laying on the ground. The cops are like, get down on your stomach, get down your stomach. And then a cop walks up while he's on the ground and just pepper sprays his face for no reason. It's like, dude, journalists aren't special, but we're not going to defend the cops doing this stuff either. The point is there's no, look, protesters destroying that newsroom, indefensible, disgusting. The cops walk up to a guy who's laying on the ground and spraying him in the face, indefensible. He's wearing a helmet that said press on it. Can't do that. But we can't act like people are going to get special treatment. That's the issue. That these journalists think for some reason they're protected. You're not, man. I've been physically attacked by journalists. I mean, I'm sorry, by activists and rioters. They don't like you. So these people think they go on the ground and as long as they're supporting their cause, they'll be safe. What did CNN say? CNN on Chris Cuomo's show was defending the protesters saying it's the it's the language of the unheard. You know, they're saying you wouldn't listen to us. You're listening now, right? Oh, shut up. I know what you're really saying, CNN. I can see through those words. You're saying, please don't hit me. <laughs> please don't hurt us. We're scared. We'll do whatever you say. That's what you're saying. They're saying, look, 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 look. I- I'm on your side. See, just just tell me what you want me to say. That's what CNN is doing. That's what MSNBC is doing. They want to go down there and they want to film the fire and they don't want to get attacked when they do it because we saw journalists get attacked and the cops too. So I'll tell you what the bad news for the cops is. The biggest mistake the cops could make going after journalists. Yeah, I get it. You're not special, right? The cops say get out. They mean everybody, journalists or otherwise. 
But what happens when the journalists feel that they can do nothing to protect themselves from police? They'll start defending the protesters. The protesters would love to have the propaganda on their side, and they already do in a lot of ways. So if the police start hitting the journalists, well, now the protesters are going to start are going to start defending them and being like, oh, no, the poor press. People are saying things like some of these writers, CNN's on our side, though. Yeah, CNN's on your side. Man, I've seen I've seen so much with 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 journalists thinking that they wouldn't be uh, attacked. They, they, they think they can show up to these places and it's like they're literally invisible. Take a look at this story. They say Ali Veshi, Velshi, knew almost instantly what had happened when he felt a sharp pain in his leg Saturday night. He had been hit with a rubber bullet fired by police. As a kid growing up in Canada, it felt familiar. It felt like a punk, a puck hit me in the shin. Ooh, in the shin. That's brutal, man. Yikes. He uh, said the MSNBC anchor who was covering what he described as peaceful march of protesters. It hit in a place that hurt. Velshi, who suffered minor bruises, was one of the la- uh, of at least a dozen journalists injured in cities across America this weekend, including a photographer who was blinded in one eye. Cops aren't supposed to be aiming up. They're supposed to be aiming down. Yeah. A progressive journalist. Hey, man, disagree with the opinions. She lost her eye. It exploded. She went into surgery. They couldn't save it. Now she's permanently blind in one eye. She was wearing goggles, too. That's why I tell people, man, take this stuff seriously. Why are these cops doing this? I don't know. There's a bunch of videos of cops doing the right thing, helping people. There's one where a, guy, a guy's crying and a cop hugs him. It's awesome. There's videos of the protesters doing the right thing, stopping the Antifa, giving them to the police. And then there are videos of the protesters doing the wrong thing, destroying everything in their path. There's videos of cops doing the wrong thing and destroying everything in their, in their path. I mean that one figuratively because the rioters literally are smashing everything. The cops are just marching through the streets and shooting at you know people regardless of who they are. I'll just tell you this. There, there's no good guys. There's no bad guys. I mean, there are. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say in the, in the minds of the people, there's, the cops are all the bad guys, right? The left will say all the cops are bad. In the minds of the, the protesters, all the cops are bad. In the minds of conservatives and honestly, regular people, the protesters are bad. It's crazy to me. You know, I'm seeing these anti-Trump personalities tweeting about how much, you know, Trump is failing on this one. And I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, bro, is that what you think Americans are thinking right now? Like, who are you pitching this story to? What was your target market? Is your target market regular Americans? No, it's obvious. You're ragging on Trump. Your target market is the resistance. Okay. Well, what do you think is going to happen? Regular people are going to see all these businesses burn down and they want one thing. They want their lives back. They want football back. They want League of Legends back. They want sports back. They want hot wings and beer. They want to hang out. They want their kids to be safe. They want to know their kids are going to have a bright future. That's regular America, not this politically active culture war nonsense. And I tell you what, you can complain about Trump all day and night. I love it. I tweeted something about this the other day. The woman in Rochester, I've mentioned several times, who got beaten while the husband was, was held back, had to watch. I said, that's a, that's a D plus, what, D plus eight district, Democrat district. These people, man, it's not a red pill. That's a red suppository watching that stuff. The people in their community who are friends with them, what do you think they're saying? They're saying, I can't believe this happened. Who's to blame? You think they're going to blame Trump? Listen, man, some people might. But someone said to me, with Trump still as, you know, Trump was president when this happened, do you think people are going to reelect that? I'm like, uh, yes. 
because Trump is the one tweeting that he's coming for them. Trump is the one saying he's going to 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 stop th- stop this out with force. The Democrats who run these states, who run these departments, who Bill de Blasio, Democrat, whose child was arrested in the rioting. You think they're going to get reelected, bro? Man, they're already calling for a recall of Tim Waltz of Minnesota. They're already calling for uh, the, the uh, ever. Well, I, I shouldn't say calling, but a lot of people are saying Bill de Blasio should resign. Yeah, the people are blaming the Democrats. Of course, you have the, the standard fare complaining about Trump. But come on, man, you really think that Trump caused this? It was the lockdowns that caused this. This system has been in place for a long time. The lockdowns brought unemployment, destroyed businesses. And when regular Americans saw their business destroyed, what was Trump saying? Open them back up. Let them go back to work. What were the right wing protesters saying? I need to work. What do you think regular Americans are going to think after this? Listen, I've had a lot of people say to me, Tim, it's closer than you realize. It's not going to be a landslide for Trump. Maybe, maybe I was wrong in 2018. I don't think I know what's going to happen. In this November election, there's too many variables. My area of expertise is not going to be electoral politics. I can tell you what I think. The polls are all over the place. Everybody got it wrong in 2016. Nobody knows. I tell you this about this stuff, though. This is more in line with my expertise. I've been in revolutions. I was warning my friends, man. I know I was in Egypt when they when they got rid of Morsi. I saw how little it took to really make that change and what caused it. I was in Ukraine during the Euromaidan thing. I, I've, I've seen these things in other countries and I've seen how they play out and where it goes. So I have some assumptions I'll make, some predictions I'll make about what happens next. Can't know for sure. That'd be insane. But you can make several educated guesses. Martial law. I think the American people are going to beg for security. They're going to beg for it. And Trump's going to give it to them and they're going to love it. And that will shut this down. I think all of these progressive journalists Many of them are going to be mad at cops. So maybe that's a blue pilling, right? But some of these people, man, these skate shops, I see some skate shops getting looted and destroyed. And they're thinking, why us? Like we're skateboarders, man. You know, we don't do nothing. We don't do anything to anybody because they don't care about you, dude. Get through your heads, man. Man, I'm I'm seeing these protests. I saw some skateboarders uh, posting on Instagram like, yeah, let's go out. Let's protest. Let's join this. And then their favorite shop was destroyed. And I'm like, I feel you, bro. The protests are good. I get it. But this is what happens when people are angry over this stuff. So don't be surprised when they come for you. You should have boarded up your shop. You thought you were immune from this, so you did nothing? You just left the shop alone? Well, they won't, they won't loot me. I'm on their side. We put something in the window, right? No. I guess we'll see how things play out. Stick around. The next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. Timcast.net. The NYPD has a high degree of confidence and they believe evidence that this is being pre-staged. I talked about this before. We got an update on this stuff. People are planting weapons on these protest routes. That's what they're doing. I'll see you at 4 p.m. Timcast.net. My main channel segment over at Timcast.net talked about the presumably Antifa people who are pre-planning all of these riots, but they're taking advantage of rage and they're taking advantage of opportunists. And now I have a bigger story for you. Looter explains his motive after being caught by police. Now, look, look I, I, I get it. We can talk about Antifa all day and night. They're getting caught handing out bricks and stuff like that. Somebody is setting up these pallets of bricks all over the place. That requires resources. We probably should figure out who's paying for these fake construction stacks of bricks randomly placed in front of key government targets, right? 
I mean, that's overt terrorism. That's crazy to me that people are like, it's not terrorism. You be quiet. And I'm like, dude, somebody is putting gasoline all over these cities. Like, yeah, we got to stop that, right? Anyway, we can talk all about that stuff. And I did, I did. But we got we to get to the core of these other people. And I got stories that are going to show you this guy right here. He's trying to come up. That's what he said. He's like, going for that dough. Nah, he's, he was asked, was it really about the, the cause? A little bit. Nah, let's be honest. Not really. That's trying to come up. And we'll read it because he says, he says some funny stuff. The other story proves that it's mindless rage. Firefighters attacked with fireworks, rocks, and at protests across the country. Who's mad at firefighters? Like, wait, wait, hold on. Is there a history of white supremacist firefighters going around not helping people? No. Firefighters are there for you. They come out when ambulances are called. There's no, there's no white supremacist firefighters. Okay, maybe there are. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, I get when people call out the police departments and say, these are the reasons why I'm mad at the cops because of who they target. But what are you talking about, man? They put fires out. Literally, that's what they do. They're there to help. Let's take a look at this story. We'll come back to this one. This one, I'm biased, man. This one really, really makes me angry. Look at that firefighter who had his shop burned down. You saw the video I did about that a couple days ago. Dude raised almost a million bucks. I'm happy to hear it for his uh, sports bar, his dream business that was destroyed. Take a look at this. Looter explains his motive after being caught by police. Well, well, well. Fox 11 witnessed a looter taken down by LAPD Sunday afternoon at, at the New Balance store at Wilshire in 26. A group of looters broke into the store and began to flee. And as they got into a car, one of them wasn't fast enough and was left behind by his group. <laughs> nah, no loyalty among thieves, man. Police were able to catch him and he was, uh, and he was taken into custody. Fox 11's Bill Malugan uh, talked to him and was very candid about his motive. He said point blank, he was, quote, out to get some money. When asked if his actions were related to the protests and events that took place in Minnesota, he said it had a little bit to do with that, but it was mostly for, quote, the dough. He left our interview by saying, if you're going to get some money, do it right. Don't do it the dumb way. Do it the smart way. And that's it. <laughs> that's the story. But hey, man, a little bit of honesty goes a long way. I think it's important to get these, uh, these stories out because a lot of people think that, you know, you, here's, what, here's what you hear. The leftists say rioting is the language of the unheard. The looting is about reversing generations of oppression in Ferguson. When the looters showed up and started stealing everything, what do we get in defense of looting? And the argument was they are striking back in an oppressive system which refused to distribute the wealth to these poor, poor people. Nah, man. <laughs> no, it isn't. This dude just wanted a pair of shoes. He wanted to come up, man. He wanted cash. He's being honest about it. Hey, man, good for him. I can respect that. At least own up to what it is you're doing. And that's probably a good thing. In fact, I got to tell you, might actually help him later on when he goes to court and he was like, that was dumb. I shouldn't have done that. I'm so sorry. And they'll, and they'll give him a, a lighter sentence. When you go in and start acting like you had a right to do things and you don't understand what you did was wrong, they give you a harder sentence. That's kind of, it, it, it's, I'm not a fan of how that system works, but, but being honest, man, it might be a good thing. Now take a look at this. This is the opposite. This is, so right now we got the ideologues planning these things and weaponizing rage and opportunism. You got the opportunists and you got the rage. What are you going to throw a brick at a fire truck for though, man? Look at this story. They say, firefighters around the country had rocks thrown at them and their vehicles set on fire as they responded to calls amid protests Saturday. Demonstrators are, uh, demonstrations erupted in cities from coast to coast, as we know. In Atlanta late Friday, fire apparatus were vandalized while crews responded to a call at a restaurant near Lenox Mall. A firefighter was injured during protests Saturday in Columbia 
And demonstrators, uh, demonstrators were being blamed for starting a fire at the Metro Courthouse in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, they arrested that guy. Here's what they say about firefighters. The ideologues say they're saving the white supremacist institutions. I kid you not. I once, I was, I was taught, I've talked to these people about it. I've once asked like, why firefighters? And some people will say like, if they're going to burn a building down and you're there to save the building, you're, the, you're, you're in there in defense of the white supremacist institutions or whatever nonsense they're spouting. Firefighters, dude, come on, man. They, they just put the fire out to keep people safe. In Rochester, a firefighter was injured and taken to the hospital after protesters pulled the hose from an apparatus and broke the vehicle's windows. Police, look at this. This is nuts, man. Police and city, city vehicles were also set on fire. Now, I understand that they're mad at cops. They're going to burn cop vehicles. I think that's wrong. But, but that I understand, at least. How do you get mad? at What is this? Here's from uh, uh, ROC Firefighters. Thank you, Christopher Misick. He was at the Fallen Firefighters Monument bright and early this morning, cleaning off the graffiti. It's greatly appreciated. That monument holds the names of our firefighters, our friends who died in service to the city. How, how disgusting of these people. What is wrong with you? I don't care what the reason is. Dead firefighters, man. That's what you want to desecrate. That was a story not too long ago about a 9-11 memorial that was destroyed. These people are sick monsters. Listen, man, we got problems in this country. I'd say so. We can fix them. We can do things better. But you want to talk about pure goodness of the American spirit. It's the first responders who died trying to just save your life. That, 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 this disgusts me beyond, beyond anything, man. Desecrating a memorial to firefighters. I'd be mad enough. You know, when it comes to the 9-11 memorial, you had police and firefighters who sacrificed their lives that day. And that, that makes me angry too. Good cops who died just trying to save people. And you know what? Some of these cops might've been bad people. That's, that's, what's, that's what's really crazy about all this. Some of these cops, you know, sound like 9-11 or something. Maybe they were, they were nasty jerks who pushed people around. And on that day, the best of, of them came out. And, and for all of the complaints people may have had, some of these cops ma- made the ultimate sacrifice for, for whatever you want to call them. I'm not here to, to say that these people were bad. I'm saying it's possible. You know, you see these cops in New York acting a fool. One cop apparently like drew his gun. You complain about it all day and night. But when these people choose to sacrifice their lives for all the bad, thing they, they, bad things they've done, there's a bit of redemption in that. I should say there is redemption in that. This just, this is just beyond disgusting, man. Protests downtown, multiple cars on fire on a construction trailer. Charlotte, firefighters had rocks thrown at them while they were responding to an emergency call. Man, there was, there's a story going around. There was a house with kids in it or with a kid in it and, and they burned it. And the firefighters were trying to get to the building. They couldn't, the rioters wouldn't let them. And this, I, I think it was like one of the, this firefighter, it's like giving a speech and he's nearly in tears about like the desperate attempts they had to try and save this child's life. And they fortunately were able to do so. St. John's Church, historical landmark was burning and they wouldn't let the fire department come in. Finally, they were able, some, someone, I think it was a firefighter, I'm not sure, were able to come in and put it out. I think it was a fire department, but the rioters wouldn't let them. They don't care. They, 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 they hate, they just hate, they just hate, hate, hate. Cleveland Fire Department Ladder 23 was placed out of service after bottles and rocks were thrown at it, smashing the vehicle's windshield. Firefighters had been responding to the blaze downtown at the time. I gotta tell you, man, what these people actually care about. This is sick. You know, we're seeing curfew. Look, the story is actually really, really long. And I think you get the gist of it. What we're seeing here are people who really, really don't care. A firecracker was thrown at Grand Rapids uh, firefighter who was part of the response to a trash blaze that started near Michigan Secretary of State's building in Grand Rapids. 
The blast knocked the firefighter and the crews left the scene, knocked the, uh, left the scene to let the flames continue to burn. That's why they do it, man. They're trying to destroy everything. They wanted St. John's to burn because it was a symbol. It was, it was a symbol of America. These people are, are, are you know, look, I'm, I'm conflating the two groups here, right? The, the activists, the ideologues will stop these people. And so will the rage. The rage is blind. And these are the people. These are the factions you get. These people were raised believing that America is an evil empire. They've tweeted about it saying, you know, Americans don't understand that they, they, they love to talk about Star Wars and stopping the empire and they don't understand what they are. And it's like, bro, out of all the countries on the planet, we are one of the freest. Yeah, we got problems with foreign policy. But what about China, Russia and all the other countries? It's not so simple to just say we're the evil empire. Nothing that you could believe would justify throwing a brick at a firefighter. Now, the other guy is honest. That's simple, huh? Just want to come up. So what happens is when this man, George Floyd, George Floyd loses his life and the autopsies come out, it was pressure to the, to the, to the neck, the carotid artery, I believe, which reduced the blood flow to his brain, killing him. That's what the autopsy reports from two different examiners have said, I guess. When, when this guy lost his life, these evil people saw an opportunity, be it ideological opportunity or cash opportunity. At least the cash guy, at least he's honest about it. He gets caught and he's like, man, I just wanted to come up. Just wanted that dough. All right, buddy. I get it. People want an easy, 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 easy path to cash. Cash. Well, as you can see, it didn't work out for you. These ideologues just want to hurt you. They want to hurt you. They want to hurt everybody. Why? I don't know. What is wrong with them? What happened to these people that they've gone so nuts that there, that there could be somebody who's willing to sacrifice their life? That's their job every day. They sit there. And this is true of police too, but let's be honest, man. There's a difference between police and firefighters. And I'm not trying to disrespect the average cop. The average cop sits there and they, and they know they may get the call that ends their life. I'm not a fan. Like I, I, under, I empathize with that. That's, that's you know, terrifying. And then you got cops who just give people bogus tickets and push people around. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a difference. But I'm not going to pretend that's the majority. When it comes to firefighters and cops, they, got, they both have that same thing, that that call might come in where you're going to risk your life, you're going to end your life firefighters. That's all they have. Every time they get a call, it's like, you know, it, it could be a vehicle fire. My understanding is um, often it's vehicle fires or ambulance assist. But every so often you'll get that call. You're not there to push anybody around. You're not there to cause any problems. You're there to end the problems. Sometimes police can get jammed up and things get complicated. So what I'm trying to say is these people, there's no guiding principle behind doing this. It's just blind rage. I'll leave it there. Like I said, at least the looting guy's got something, you know, makes sense. Hey, you want some cash? That I understand. I got another segment coming up for you. Stick around. I'll see you in a few minutes. The big problem with Democrats trying to offer up gun solutions is that they've never, they probably have never even touched a gun, let alone used one. And I'll be the first to say I have only in a, only a few times ever actually fired a weapon. I went to a range once to cover a story, and I went through a basic training session for a, a local police department. And I did this specifically because I feel like if I want to be covering these issues, I have to have some experience, right? And it's not even enough to be to be fair. I, I routinely get a lot of people correcting me on various gun issues because I'm not part. I, it's not. It's not. Look, I can tell you everything in the world about skateboarding. We'll put it that way. You want to talk about skateboarding? I'll correct you in two seconds. Guns? Eh, not so much. Well, Joe Biden is the perfect example of somebody who thinks they have a solution and they really don't. Joe Biden doesn't know how guns work because Joe Biden, kid you not, suggested that in his, in, in it, when he's elected president, like I should say, 
it, it, his plan after he gets, if he gets elected president, is to have police shoot people's legs. <laughs> oh, that's your solution. Shoot their legs. That is the stupidest thing. <laughs> Even I know that's stupid. All right. I, it's, it's, listen, people can die when you get shot in the leg. Like, what, what, is he, what does he think is going to happen? There's going to be like firing at the ground? That's not, okay, let's read this because they explain it better than I do from the National Review. They say, Joe Biden can best capitalize on the rioting following the death of George Floyd in the same way he can best capitalize on anything in 2020, by keeping quiet and out of sight. Unfortunately for Biden, he does occasionally show up and say things, and then this happens. He suggests that police should be trained, that if cops rushed by unarmed, uh, if cops are rushed by unarmed persons, they could, quote, shoot them in the leg instead of the heart is a very different thing. This is bad advice that would get people killed. People do have a variety of tools of non-deadly force at their disposal, tasers, rubber bullets, although some of those too can be deadly in some circumstances. Floyd, after all, was killed by a man's knee. But anyone who has been trained in police work or the military could tell you firing a gun is always potentially deadly force. You shoot for center mass to kill or you don't shoot at all. If you're not prepared to kill someone, you should not even point a loaded gun at them, much less fire it. If you don't have the grounds to shoot to kill, you don't have the grounds to shoot. There are all kinds of things that can go wrong by trying to shoot to wound because most people are not expert marksmen and even expert marksmen do not have the greatest of aim in chaotic circumstances. You can miss and the person you're shooting at isn't stopped. You can miss and hit and kill an innocent bystander. You can hit somebody in an artery and they can bleed to death. You can be thinking shoot to wound, but the second radio car responding to the scene rolls out thinking firefight in progress and opens both barrels. The police sometimes shoot people. They shouldn't. But this is the wrong way to try and change that. If anything, studies have not supported the claim that police shootings are racially disproportionate. There may be a stronger claim for racial disparities in the use of other forms of force, as in Floyd's case. One thing police, one thing police training gets right, though, is that it draws a clear line around firing your gun only when you are prepared to kill Blurring that line is only going to make things worse. I defer to the examiner. I'm not a gun person. I do know a few things that I was taught when I was little. Fortunately, I guess because my dad's a Marine, he knew to tell me very basic things. And even then, I didn't grow up around weapons. For one, he said, if you ever find a weapon, it is loaded. And I said, well, no, I mean, it could not be. No, 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 no. Always, no matter what. A lot of these people, these people don't really understand any of these basic points. Like you don't put your finger on the trigger and you keep the weapon pointed down. And yes, like this, you don't shoot to wound or you, 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 you're right. It's either you're intending to end someone or you're not at all. But before we get started, I've got to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Biotrust. Head over to healthwithtim.com or click the link in the description below and you can get 51% off Biotrust's ageless multi-collagen supplement. That's right. I am officially now selling supplements, but to be fair, I am a 34-year-old skateboarder. I only like promoting things I actually use and I actually take Biotrust. It's pretty great. Uh, the cat apparently likes it. There's cat bite marks all over it for some reason, but I do. I skate every day. I mix it in my smoothies because I need it for my knees, my joints, my muscles, my tendons. So I'm trying to do the best I can to stay healthy. But collagen is good for a lot of other things too. It's good for your skin. It's good for your hair, which admittedly I have, don't have a lot of, but I do have this excellent beard. 
But more importantly, it's good for strong, healthy muscles, tendons, ligaments, and bones. And that's, that's really, really important to me. If it's something you think is great for you, click the link in the description below. Check out healthwithtim.com and you can get it for 51% off. But let's get back to the story. Now, there are arguments about real reform, like perhaps there, I've seen some inventions. There's one where the cop can put this red cap on the front of a weapon. And when you fire it, it makes the first round out of a gun less lethal. Now, people have talked about how that's a potential reform. They could buy these things and then they could hold one, but they have tasers. They, they, they have, look, cops have tasers. They also have beanbags. They have other weapons they can use in certain circumstances. Maybe, you know, people just want a magic solution that doesn't exist. Don't ask me. I don't really know. But of course, Joe Biden is getting dragged for more than just this. And um, oh, this one, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I got to bring this one up. Ex-Sanders aide sarcastically, sar- sarcastically calls Biden, quote, king of the black people, asks, why hasn't he put an end to the riots? Because Joe Biden doesn't know what he's talking about. Joe Biden pr- offers up solutions that are completely meaningless and actually dangerous. <laughs> Let's read this. This is from, um, uh, what's her name? Brianna Joy Gray. Bernie Sanders, former press secretary, mocked Joe Biden on Monday, calling him king of the black people and asking why he hasn't put an end to the riots. The way the press talked about him, you'd think one statement from Biden, king of the black people, could put an end to all this. Brianna Gray on Twitter. Wonder why it hasn't worked. Gray has repeatedly lambasted Biden since Sanders suspended his campaign. She called assault allegations against the presumptive Democratic nominee credible and said the media has never focused on his vulnerabilities. No, they want him to win. Joe Biden apparently like went out to these riots, these protests. Joe Biden is just out of the game, man. It, it, does he even matter at this point? Look, Trump is the president. Trump is likely going to win re-election. Trump is talking about the governors being weak and the National Guard coming in and these people getting arrested, facing 10 years in prison and all these things. I tell you what, man, that's what America wants to hear. They, they, they really do. Now, the media, that's Trump's true adversary. Joe Biden saying stupid things doesn't matter because Joe Biden probably won't even be the nominee. I mean, we heard him slip up. We'll see what happens. They say Gray's remark, remarks came as protests, some of which have turned to violent riots, have swept the nation. This we know. Biden faced swift backlash in May when he told Charlemagne the God, you ain't black if you're having a hard time figuring out whether to support him or Trump. However, Biden did release a statement on Sunday calling protests against Floyd's death utterly American, but condemning needless destruction and violence. I can respect that. You know, I can't respect. After Biden got called out, you know what he said? He said Charlemagne, the guy was being a wise guy. He said that he was he was setting him up and he, and, and he took the bait or whatever. Dude, you know what, man? That's why she's dragging Joe Biden. Dude's a moron. He's, he's a complete moron. Look, Charlemagne, the God brought up a very important point about getting real things for our community. And I'll tell you what, man, probably the worst timing imaginable for Joe Biden. At a time when this guy, Charlemagne the God, is saying, I got some real questions for you. Joe Biden throws out this ridiculous attempt at humor, I guess. And then we get the George Floyd case. Man, Biden, you probably could have answered that. But instead, Joe Biden comes out and says, well, you know, he was a wise guy. So I was a wise guy back. What? Telling a presidential candidate, I've got real questions for you. It's not about Trump. And then saying that's being a wise guy, that is dismissive, that is condescending. Yeah, Joe Biden, look, I don't want to play these stupid games where everybody calls everybody else racist, but Joe Biden is an idiot. That's to say the least. They say, quote, I guess it's from Biden. Every person of conscience can understand the rawness of the trauma people of color experience in this country, from the daily indignities to the extreme violence, like the horrific killing of George Floyd. Protesting such brutality is right and necessary. 
It's utterly American. It's, it's an utterly American response. But burning down communities and needless destruction is not. Violence that endangers lives is not. Violence that guts and shudders businesses that serve the community is not. Now, you know what, man? I'm glad to hear him say it. Although I don't think he actually said it. It was a statement from his camp. So it was probably some young aide working for his, his, you know, his campaign. But at least we're getting statements like this. Look, man, the protests are utterly American. The autopsy report came out. Compression on, on Floyd's neck, cut off the blood flow to his brain. That's what killed him. Sitting on that, holding him down. It shut his brain down. He died. That's what happened. And so we want justice. We all do. These other cops who were kneeling on him as well, they could have stopped it. And the responsibility is on all of them. So the first cop, I'm not going to say his name, he gets arrested, charged with third degree murder. The other cops were saying he's not resisting. The other cops were saying there's no pulse. Dude wouldn't get up. At some point, the other cops have to you know, be responsible as well. I don't think these other cops are going to get murder charges, nor do I think they should. But there should be something, something. Look, man, we got to be honest about the situation. We can call out that one cop who put his knee on his neck. The other cops playing along and complicit deserve some kind of penalty, in my opinion. I don't think it's going to it should be as severe as, you know, putting him in prison for murder charges, but something probably criminal, I, I would say. We can't we can't we can't have this system where cops watch another cop killing a guy and just do nothing about it. The responsibility has to be on all of them. The guy should have the other cops should have stood up and said, that's on you if you want to do this, because you're going to end up being responsible for this. Maybe manslaughter. Maybe it was the actions they took contributed to this death, uh, uh, to the death of this man. But uh, but anyway, look, I'm getting off track. We're supposed to be ragging on Biden, right? Look, it's a it's a fair comment. He said the act of protesting should be should never be allowed to overshadow the reasons we protest. It should not drive people away from the just cause that protest is meant to ad- advance. It's, it's, it's actually quite a brilliant statement. I wonder who wrote it. It wasn't Joe Biden. I'm sorry. That's the point. You know, we can agree with that. It's on point. But it wasn't written by this man. And let's be honest about it. OK, Joe Biden's not all there. He's being dragged by the activists because he doesn't know what he's doing. And he's tried playing up this idea that because he won in South Carolina, that means he's the speaker on behalf of this community. He's not. They don't like him. Look, I, I, I'm not saying I'm saying the activists don't like him, right? The far left doesn't like him. You can't just put a blanket statement out that, you, you know, and the, the, uh, the Democrats have tried doing this. And the media pundits have said the same thing. Nah, man. I don't know what Biden's game is, but the, uh, what is it? What is it? The, the National Review? Is, is that what it is? Yeah, the Review. Did I call him the Examiner earlier? The Review understands Biden is just saying nonsense. You know, unfortunately, some people will, will agree with it. I got another segment coming, coming up for you in a few minutes. Stick around. I will see you all shortly. I don't like this story. I don't like it one bit, man. But you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And these games we're playing right now across the country are for keeps. Omaha bar owner will not be charged in killing of black protester. This one's, this one's rough. This one's real rough. But the, the, the prosecutor said it was self-defense. This man was justified. It's not so much as he was defending his bar, kind of, but that a confrontation escalated to the point where the bar owner was defending himself. Let me read you the story so you can get a better understanding. This is not like some guys were sitting in a bar and someone breaks the window and jumps in. This is more like a fight breaks out and the people without the guns are the ones who end up losing. But you start a fight, man. You better be prepared to finish it. And if somebody's got a weapon and they're telling you to to get out, stop because you're committing crimes and stuff, don't jump on them. But I don't like it, man. I don't I don't I don't like hearing people lost their lives for whatever reason. We got we we got we got to do our best to minimize this. But I'll tell you what, we're playing for keeps, man. 
you want to jump on somebody, this is what happened. Check this out. Prosecutor said Monday they will not charge the white Omaha bar owner who fatally shot a black protester this weekend after reviewing video of the incident and deeming it an act of self-defense. The actions of the shooter, the bar owner, the, uh, the actions of the shooter, the bar owner were justified. Douglas County attorney Donald Klein said at a press conference, this decision may not be popular. He said, referring to calls for the bar owner to be charged with murder. Klein played several video clips of a minute long confrontation that unfolded Saturday night between Gardner, the owner of the hive and the Gatsby night spots and a group of young people. The footage showed Gardner, a 38 year old ex-marine and his 68 year old father. I think it's former Marine, by the way. And a 68 year old father standing outside the Gatsby where windows had been broken as protests stemming from the you know, George Floyd devolved into vandalism. The father walked on the street to confront a cluster of young people, shoved one of them, and then got decked and pushed back about 10 feet, Klein said in the narr- in narrating the video. The younger gardener then confronted the group and showed that he was carrying a gun, Klein said. Suddenly, the video shows two of the young people charged at Gardner and knocked him into a puddle on the street, at which point he fired two shots he claimed were warnings. The duo ran off, and then James Skurlock jumps on him, Klein said. Gardner fired over his back and hit Skurlock in the clavicle, killing him. Klein said Gardner gave police and prosecutors his version of events. He begged and pleaded for this person to get off. The person was trying to get his gun. He says, I was in fear for my life, so I fired the shot. After questioning from a reporter, Klein admitted that Gardner, Gardner's concealed carry permit had expired, but said they did not plan to charge him in connection with that. He castigated local politicians for calling it a cold-blooded murder and said that reports that racial slurs were used were not supported by, by the video or by testimony from Skurlock's friend and a protester. He said that a few minutes before the killing, Skurlock was caught on video vandalizing the lobby of a building down the street. But I don't think that's relevant at the time. I'll stop there. I don't think so, man. I don't think vandalism warrants death. But we're not talking about someone who had control of the situation. We're talking about somebody who knew a guy had a gun, jumped on him, and it's on video. And what was the reaction from protesters? Murder charges. They wanted murder charges. This is not about justice. It is not justice for someone to go around destroying everything, jump on somebody who's, who's angry about it, and then get shot because the dude had a gun and they knew it. I don't like the idea that the dude uh, died. No, not at all. But it's not even, look, like in, in manslaughter, it's action you took that led to something. And maybe you can argue we should have confronted them. But here you got a bunch of people going around destroying everything. And this guy, is, you know, see, his dad is the one who started the fight. And therein lies the big problem, man. But what's going to happen? They'll probably protest this. And this guy might be facing serious charges because it's not about justice. It's about retribution, and it's about appeasing the mob. And that's when things get scary. Here's what they say. He said, this is, uh, this is now the, uh, the prosecutor, that a few minutes before the killing, Scarlock was seen vandalizing, before the charging decision was announced. The city of Omaha began locking down the downtown area, apparently out of concern that it could fuel more unrest in the city. Gardner, a self-described libertarian who has courted controversy in the past, has been arrested on criminal charges at least four times, the state public records portal shows, excuse me, in 2013, police picked him up on assault and battery charges and also hit him with a count with a count of failing to tell an officer he had a concealed handgun. The gun charge was dismissed in a plea deal that saw him paying, uh, saw him pay $200 in fines. In 2011, after, I, I don't care about this guy's history. I don't care about either of their histories, man. Gardner's record also includes two arrests. That's fine. Court records that would provide details of each arrest were not available. 
Gardner's family has declined to comment and refused to provide the Daily Beast with the name of his attorney. Scurlock also has a criminal record, and I don't care about that either. That's neither here nor there. The situation is just that some dude was going around rioting and vandalizing property. A bar owner saw his dad get knocked down, told him to stop. They attacked him. The guy lost his life. It's sad, man. This is, these people think they're playing games. It's not even about losing your life. It's about taking a bullet, period. What, 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 are, you, what are you thinking, man? These kids who go out in Portland, they think they're playing a game. They've never faced consequences. It's funny when they talk about white privilege and all that. These are some of the most privileged people in the world that have never experienced true consequence. So maybe they're right on that point. They need to go to jail and really understand hardship. Their lives are going to be destroyed. This is going to, this is going to affect them for generations. But hey, maybe in the end, they'll get the equality they so desired because they will destroy their family's legacy and I guess equalize the playing field. But not really. It's not, it's not what's going to happen because conservatives are going to maintain their position. If you're a conservative, you mind your own business and you don't engage in this behavior and you inherit your dad's farm, you inherit your dad's business, your dad's brewery or whatever. And then what happens when you have kids? You die. They inherit that too. Generational wealth being passed down. Now, of course, the government taxes all that. But what happens when these people, these, these liberal urban, urban liberals, you know, they, they have some money saved up, they die, but their kid's in prison, never has a family. That's really going to change the balance of things in the next generation, for sure. These, these Antifa types will have no life, will have no family. Maybe when they get out, maybe they'll reform, but their lives are being destroyed. They think they're playing games, man. They say by Monday, Scurlock's death had started to draw national attention with Moms Demand Action founder Shannon Watts, tweeting a Daily Beast story about it. And actress Gabriel Union tweeting, again and again and again and again. It never ends. Last night in my hometown of Omaha, Nebraska, James Scurlock. But he attacked somebody, dude. Literally jumped on a guy with a gun. What do you think's going to happen? You can't run around smashing things, lighting fires. What did you think was going to happen, man? Scurlock's family demanded charges while also appealing for calm. Last night, I lost a son. My wife lost a son. My kids lost a brother. His daughter lost a father, all because he decided to protest against racism. That's disgusting, man. Smashing windows, destroying a lobby. That's not protesting racism, dude. It's not. There's a lot of speculation and rumors about how this happened. I don't really care, to be honest. My family wants closure and peace. What we want is for this to go, uh, go to court and get full prosecution. We want this to go with justice and go peacefully. The family was planning on making a statement later Monday. Even before Scurlock's death, Gardner and his, bar, uh, his bars had been a source of controversy in Omaha. In 2016, he caused a furor when he wrote on Facebook that I'm not, I'm not going to get into this, okay? I don't want uh, to play about people's pasts and who deserved what. Somebody lost their life, and they lost their life because of an immediate action and reaction. And that's the problem here. I think there's going to be protests. I think this is going to lead to some dramatic escalation because they want this guy to be charged regardless of what he did or why he did it. They don't know or care about what happened before. The, the, the father has said that much. There's a lot of controversy surrounding what, what went down. I don't care. I want him to be prosecuted and go to court. Well, it doesn't work that way, man. If you attack somebody and you lose, that's your fault. You know, you, we can't have this country where you're not allowed to defend yourself. Then what? Someone attacks you and all you can do is just sit there and cower in fear. Here's what's dangerous. We're heading towards uh, this, this kind of revolutionary territory where they just start handing people off to the, to the mob. Keith Ellison is supposedly not going to be prosecuting 
the, the dude, what's his, uh, what's his face? And I'm not going to say his name. That's why. The, the guy who killed Floyd, the cop. I think it's a terrible idea. You, you, this, Keith Ellison is overt Antifa. His son has said he's Antifa. You can't just hand the people off to those who want revenge. We're supposed to have a system of justice that actually takes care and makes sure that we punish people appropriately. This is where we're heading. I have a feeling this guy's going to get charged. They're saying, oh, it's not popular. It's not popular. Nah, I have a feeling it's going to get charged. I do. I, I could be wrong about this, but with everything happening around the country, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more riots erupt in Omaha. They say it's because they'll, they'll use it as, a, as an excuse. Say, see, this proves our point, they'll argue. They don't care about who was right or who was wrong or what caused what. They'll just demand action. And what happens then is the cops say, well, we have riots or we can arrest one guy and they will take the one guy and they will lock you up and welcome to the authoritarian nightmare. They will come to your house, the rioters, and they will blame you. And the police will say one guy or the mob easier to appease the mob and it'll never stop. That's why we have a constitution. It's supposed to prevent these things. But some situations just, I don't know, man, I don't know how you, how you solve for them. I don't know how you deal with them because people are going to keep getting mad no matter what you do. If you, if you enforce the law the way it's to be enforced, they get mad about it. And then this guy's got to live in fear for the rest of his life. He's probably, his business is probably going to get vandalized over and over again. And you know what, man? There, there's a high price to be paid when you take someone's life, even in self-defense. I think things are just on track to get worse than they've ever been. Maybe they already are. I'll leave it there. Stick around. Next segment's coming up tomorrow at 10 a.m. on this channel, and I'll see you all then.